passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Welcome to Cush and Hum. Your favorite juice. Oh. Idle, oh. idle. I don't know what that means. I think we're good. Yeah. We, the music abruptly stopped. I thought I had maybe 40 more seconds to kind of just... Vibe out to the show. Yeah, make it smooth, but we're not about smooth. We're about abrupt. We're about hard. We're about getting it right in, and that is okay. Um, this is an unlikely pairing, but I think that it's good, Seth. I, I think don't, it's... <laughs> I don't... I, I really don't know. I mean, I guess it's been set up this way, Anna, but I really don't know why, at least... With the fans right now, oh jeez, I just said myself. Everything is like me versus you. Everything is me or you. I think it's by design. I mean, to be honest with you, like, was I a little concerned about you coming back? Sure, who wouldn't be? You know what I mean. But listen, you're here. I've embraced it. I think you're very talented, and I like working with you. And I, I think that we 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 work well together. Well, we have a lot of common interests, like uh, you know, psychopathy, uh, neuroticism, being Jewish, our feelings about Israel. So I mean, there's a lot to cover here. Yes, we we do have a lot to uh, to go over, and I, I do think that we make a somewhat decent pair. Um, there, I just I want to know before we get into everything. Mm-hmm. We we worked we worked together before. Like I was we did. here. You were Monday through Friday. I was Monday through Friday. There was not any, like, Anna and Seth are fighting for time on the show. We can't have both of them. There wasn't any of that. So when Bubba talked about bringing me back, why did you feel like this time that it would potentially X you out of the equation? Um, again, I don't, I don't, I don't like rehashing it over and over again, but I mean, you... You understand why I I felt the way that I felt, right? Brian from Philly, twenty dollars. Watch out, horns coming. Okay, I can scare you sometimes, and by you I mean anyone. So, um, yeah, I was under the impression. Um, I don't think I was wrong. I I wasn't there for the conversation, so it's hard to say when you get the information secondhand. But I was under the impression that not that you were maybe necessarily trying to get me fired, but. If you're saying things that maybe aren't favorable to my new boss, who I don't really have a standing with on my own, like now Bubba and I have cultivated a relationship, just the two of us. You know, he knows me. I kind of know him. I'm not quite sure how he feels about me at any given moment, per se. But for the most part, I feel like, OK, I'm I'm a lot more comfortable here than I was when I first started. So I was a little concerned that I was, I much like you said yesterday, you had the ability to take me in, and I also felt like you had the ability to take me right the fuck out. So that made me a little uneasy. Okay, I and I understand that. I just, yeah. uh, and I'm not going to try to change your mind about trying to get you fired, because I, I feel like that's, I feel like you're pretty locked in on that. But I just, uh, I, uh, they're... <laughs> It's hard for me to even think back that far because I was really just focused on myself and where I was in my life and what I was trying to accomplish and how this was just like a stop for me at the time and not where you know I wanted to spend my career because I was trying to get out of radio. But um, just again, there would be no reason for me to you know want to bring you into the fold here, mm-hmm. you know, at the BRN, especially when you're going through your shit at Cox and I, I, it was a tweet that you, I guess, it was a tweet, right, that ended up getting it fired It was a for. couple tweets, yeah. yeah. There was a few things and somebody, well, somebody did actually get you fired there. Like, somebody yes. did. Yes, and it was odd because within a week's span, like, I talked to both you and SBK, who I hadn't spoke to in years. Um, 
and and it's funny because it's like, yeah, I had my beef with SBK and I guess had beef with you, but I I didn't realize until you got here most recently that you also had beef with SBK. So it's just this like I mean, he's just trilogy a, of shit. I mean, you know, Anna, when, the day that we did the show together when Drew wasn't there and, you know, SBK was yelling at you that you were racist and, you know, yeah. he walked out of the room and I'm like, I don't even I, I was like apologizing to you. I was like, I don't I even know. know how this happened. So SBK and I had uh, issues on the air because he couldn't penetrate the the um, chemistry that I had with Drew and he ended up just you know he ended up not trying anymore and it was a whole thing about trying to get him involved in the show and was that something that you I mean I didn't listen to Drew's show every day but was that something that you addressed on the air with him no we addressed it on the air a lot but what happens oh. is that Kevin would not look at Drew he would just stare at his computer like I was right next to him and he would be looking at asses on Instagram oh. you know when Drew's looking at him you know to get something back from his co-host so. Because I would never leave Drew hanging, I was always there to be his co-host that SBK wasn't. No, all that aside, Anna, after SBK got done and he got his own show, I called him up one day, or I texted him, and I was like, hey, dude, can we talk? Can we meet? You know? And I met him at uh, wherever the Rowdies play, uh, Al Lang Stadium, and we talked, and I was like, hey, man, you know, I didn't know what you were going through at the time with your kitty and everything like that. I was like, I apologize and all this. And he was like, no, dude. He's like, I appreciated it. And we had like, you know, what I would consider what men do is you talk. Then he ended up saying that the wrong person at the radio station got sick, meaning that I was supposed to get sick. He said that he wanted to kick my daughter's stroller. Like, he started just saying, like, these things that... These things that inevitably drove everybody out of his life, like yeah. his, his girlfriend left him and his job got rid of him and like everything, everybody started dissing them themselves from SBK. And when he just got angrier and angrier, I heard that stuff and I was like, this, uh, you know, when you talk to somebody and like you think you're cool, that's one thing. And then you hear him <laughs> talking shit and you're like, this guy's a bitch. And then I've just, you, I've moved on. I've got nothing yeah. for the guy now anymore. Yeah. I, I spoke with him recently and at this point I just feel bad for him. You know, he was like you said, he was going through a lot. He wasn't mentally well. I hear something. I think it's something to the effect of like 90 percent of people who have an organ transplant or something like that. They end up getting divorced from their current spouse. And I thought that was like a really interesting statistic. And I think he addressed this. And it's because like it's all about them for many years. You know, their sickness. They're trying to get better. They're trying to find a donor. They find a match that da da da. And then um, the other partner is just like, what the fuck? Like, my entire life has been you for the last five years. So I think that's what dissolved his last relationship. I think he was engaged to the girl. And then I think shortly afterwards, she got engaged to someone else and got married, which I'm sure was very painful. Yeah. And then his donor fucking killed himself. And I'm like, ooh, fuck. And when I heard that, I was like, dude, I just feel sorry for this guy. And then he got fired much like me. So, you know. It's all good. You, you yeah. listen, you, 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 I, I, I at one point was cool with him again. And then, you know, he decided that he wanted to carry on on his radio show about my kid and stuff. And honestly, when you want to say, leave the kids out when you want to talk about kicking a stroller, like at that point, I could just go, I got nothing left for you. Yeah. You know, I'm not like, uh, I'm not actively going out of my way and talking shit or I don't even know what the guy's up to, but I just, that's the story of me working with him. I would never want to work with him again. And, you know, I've never, I never had anything close to that type of hostility with you, Anna, because I never, I, I didn't work with you that closely here. Mm-hmm. Like, even though we were on the same show every day, like it wasn't, there wasn't issues with you and I going into the office after the show going, all right, you got to talk more. Seth has to talk less. Like, we're not getting enough on on the show. There was never anything like that. So, to me, 
to try to get you off the show? Would there would be no reason for it other than just to to flex whatever power you thought that I had back yeah. then? Yeah, you know, again, enough time has passed where it's like let bygones be good bygones. Whatever I thought before, it's cool. We're working through it. We're making it happen. I'm, I'm just, not worried about it. I know. I'm just. I'm. I, I'm just completely honest. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not backpedaling or anything. Like the career lazy stuff. I'm not. I don't remember it, but I'm not saying I didn't say it at all. And yeah. all this other stuff. But I didn't have. Any, uh, even though you thought I tried to get you fired, I don't didn't have any deep hostility for you whatsoever. Uh, it, honestly, it wasn't really like the the hostility. I guess it was. I was more because I'm a pretty Bubba likes to call me nosy, and I suppose that's that's a fair assessment. I like to use the word inquisitive, but I a was yenta just one, would work also. Yeah, yes, yeah, I guess a gossiping yenta. Yes, but listen, everyone fucking is. It's just I really show my cards. I get excited about it. I think I was more just interested in the intrigued by the motivation. Like, what would it be? And again, I know you don't recall, um, but un- unfortunately for you and everyone around me, my memory is very strong. It's like a steel trap Good. cage. Yeah, yeah, it's not going anywhere. So, um, yeah, I was just, I didn't understand why, you know, the the big why with everything. Why does this happen? What's going on? Was our whole relationship alive? What did I say? What did I do? And like you said, Seth, like at this point, it doesn't matter. It's good. I really have a positive outlook on 2024. Not to be that basic ass bitch, um, but I really, yeah. yeah but it sounds but, like you've been talking to yourself or, oh or somebody my God, with I really, a copay. I really, <laughs> I really, I really have been. The last week off was really good for me to just kind of think, reflect. And focus on the future and what and honestly it was mostly about what I need to change about myself to improve my my time on this earth, which I realize is the older I get, and I'm sure you feel the same way, is more and more finite. I'm like, fuck, I got like maybe like 40 summers left if I'm lucky, okay, you know, maybe yeah. a few more, I suppose. But that's a definitely, an, you know, ultimately a very depressing way to look at things. But it's freeing, though, as you're as you're, you know, looking back and looking forward, you know, I want to know because I haven't talked to you in three years that you've been here. Yeah. You know, as far as your radio career, where you want to be, how you've fit in here like has there been you know a spot in the last three years where you've thought about leaving or you've tried to you know get another job are you are you very content here and you what you want to stay in town like where are you at with your- I don't want to go nowhere I mean there was a moment and maybe it was just my hormones acting up where I, I I got a like an itch to move to New Zealand like three months ago so I was really researching that hard again it's wow. just my, my brain goes haywire and I'm like you know what that was a really fucking cool place maybe if I could just escape and go were you there. looking at jobs or are you just looking at places to live over I there? was just like looking at what it was like to live in New Zealand because I've been there before I was really taken aback by the country that it's it's kind of isolated but still a, I mean, you a don't real hear much country about them. exactly I like that it's just fucking under the radar they had you know one bad massacre probably what 2012 there was a shooting um but since then it's been pretty good covid wasn't really there until it was and i don't know it just it seemed it was a great place when i was there the people were friendly the landscape was nothing like i'd ever seen before i was very impressed with the country as a whole 
So I like I, a lot of places. I got an inkling. I like a lot of places too, but to to want to decide to just move to another country because you liked when you visited it one time. That's I mean, even for you, I think that that seems like uh, it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? That seems insane. like a, um, yeah. I mean, it seems like a a big just a big step, a big move, just to uproot myself. But you have to understand, I've done that before, like multiple times, only once to a different country. But I'd never been to Australia before. I moved there for over a year, and I just like figured it the fuck out. And it was a it was really awesome. Awesome experience. I, I and not to kind of um, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm weighing into things that people already believe about me that I love attention and stuff like that. But it was a really cool experience being the fucking foreign one. I really fucking liked that. Because, when you visited there, why? No, when I lived in Australia, oh. I. I was the foreign one. I was the one with an accent. I was the one that people would be like, hey, say this word. And they're like, that's so silly the way you say it. And I just, I really liked that attention. I loved it when people asked me where I was from. And every time without fail, I wouldn't say I was from the States. I would say I was from California. And that elicited a much better response okay all right well that was yeah. that's very smart so yeah so anyways um is, I w- is it about being a minority or what what is it about that do you like it's so about much the sense of ad- adventure like here's the thing you know day in and day out if you've ever i mean you've moved to a new place before and every day just kind of seems like an adventure for a while and, and it fades obviously and the novelty wears off and then it's just your fucking life But I think it's, I don't know, I like the experience of moving somewhere new. It's a weird, like, I like challenging myself in weird and odd ways, but... I mean, that's quite a challenge, yeah. You move there, you don't know anybody, and you just fucking make it work. You, You meet new friends, you get a new job, you have a new life... You can basically, you could tell people your name is fucking Silas. It doesn't matter. You can be whoever you want. No one's going to question you. You could be fucking Silas around here. No one's going to know. No, Anna. I can't. I can't pull a JR and go from JR to Wells. Okay. okay. I can't be doing that. But if you move somewhere new, you're essentially just like a blank slate. And that's kind of a cool feeling. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have any kids here. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really have any family here. There's nothing like r- truly anchoring me here except my job, which obviously is very important to me and I love it. But again, that was just kind of like a phase that passed. It would probably last maybe two to three weeks where I was, I was researching real hard about New Zealand, watching a lot of YouTube videos about expats that moved there and what their experience was like. But uh, again, it just, I was like, you know what? Part of being uh, happy is having your community around you. And I r- have a really great community of people around me here where you know the brn my my friends outside of radio but it sounds my new like, friends at jujitsu it sounds like um we almost went through the same thing because i was i felt like when i was took that job in la i felt like that was my one last chance mm-hmm. to do something with my career that you know that i felt like would uh, what's uh what's the word i thought that validate, it would validate yeah. yeah i thought it'd be like all right you know you, you I could, made it because it was the only place, you know, that I ever wanted, uh, that I would ever go do radio is, you know, K-Rock in L.A. just because of the alternative talk format or the alternative format and, you know, that's just what the station, you know, I that's grew up with. pretty iconic, yeah. Yeah, it was something I wanted to do and I was like, all right, so go out to L.A. and, you know, I'll raise my daughter and my family out there and I'll be the, you know, I'll be the, the first one to, you know, break out of Florida and mm-hmm. 
And I just I didn't fucking like it out there at all. And when I came home, it for the first time ever. Yeah. I mean, St. Pete's always been a lot to me, but for the first time ever, when I got back, I go, I'm not leaving here. I was like, really? Yeah. I go, I want whatever I'm going to do in my life. I'm going to do it right here. Mm. This is the most important thing to me is for me to stay here, for my family to stay here, and I will find a job here, no matter if it's fucking working at a coffee shop or whether it's working back here with Bubba. I was like. I'm going to find a job and make it work because this is what makes me happy, too. Like, you talked about that your community's here. Yeah. Like, this is everything that I know is here. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, yeah, I could go leave that behind and go to L.A. and all this shit. And then I was like, no, it, it wasn't It wasn't worth it for me to leave all that stuff behind. And I, I, thought, sure. that, I thought that I could. Yeah. And it's not just you, obviously. Like, you're going you to drag the whole family out there. And California, I mean, I grew up in Southern California. It's it's pretty fucking cool. I didn't, I didn't grow up in L.A. I think it's a lot different now than it was when I was growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s. But... Uh, I think nobody you made the right ha- decision. Nobody seemed happy. Like, nobody was like, welcome to L.A. It's fucking awesome here. Yeah. Like, everybody just seemed like they were trying to go about accomplishing their dreams and just a lot of people just, you know, going in the wrong direction. I'm not saying it was depressing or anything. I just didn't have a good start with the people that I worked with at K-Rock. And before yeah. I spent $15,000 to haul my family across the country, I was like, this is not going to work out. Yeah, it's probably good that you figured that out when you did. And you were going to live in or around Burbank. Was that right? I mean, I was, we were just, I mean, here's the thing on it. like, we only had, my family came out there for, uh, you know, weekend because we were going to go look at places to stay and mm-hmm. it ended up turning into like we had a couple of hours and the only place that we ended up going, I think because our hotel was there, was Burbank, yeah. which is fucking expensive as shit. Yeah, I've been, so, I've been there. It's like everybody's like, Burbank, you're going to live in Burbank? You're I'm like, be Armenian? Yeah, I was like, it's <laughs> nice, but no, I mean, it, so it was just knowing that I was going to make 80 grand there and then knowing- Ugh, that's, knowing, that's not a lot there and I know you know that. I Well, at the time, I'm like, all right, cool, like 80 grand and they're like, you know, sorry, we can't give you more it's like 80 grand you don't make it work and then you go okay well i'm gonna make you know i'm gonna take home 50 and then i have to figure out you know this rent that's gonna be 3500 dollars a month yeah, for that's ridiculous and, just, and there it was a, it was all the things and these were things that you know we had talked about that i talked about with phoebe before we you know we planned it but i i convinced myself it was a bad idea. That you would find happiness there or something. Or no, because you said it would validate I wanted to va- I wanted to yeah. I wanted to validate my career because I just I Listen, I get it. Other people's perception of you matters to you. Like it it does, but what I'm really trying to embrace in twenty twenty four, and I really have been doing quite a bit of research on Buddhism, not so much as a religion, but more of as a philosophy and just kind of allowing things to be as they are and accepting them for what they are and trying to, like you said, not trying to do things that will make you happy, but being happy with the situation you're already in and then finding other ways to kind of fulfill yourself, like you said, whether it be, you know, watching your daughter grow up or uh, doing stuff with your career that you find fulfilling, whatever the case may be. I've tried. I have tried to not have, um, let's see, this is going to sound weird. I've tried to not have my, my, worth and not this my value no 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 my uh why am i here like my job in life like i i haven't put all the stock that my job in life is to just be a father like Mm. because i feel like you could set yourself up for like some disappointment down the line if you're completely wrapped up with your kid and she ends up hating you or says you don't talk to you and all that stuff so i have tried to go okay so i had a kid i felt like i needed to do that now like now what do I do? And it's just like I, I just take it day by day, and I just focus on my career, and I focus on the things that make me happy. And it just sounds like, like a, what what, what makes like a, you happy? 
Um, what makes me happy? Like what brings? No, I don't want to say what makes you happy. I'm going to say like what gives your you what what gives you meaning and like fulfillment? Like a deeper, not just listen. Like a piece of chocolate and opening a package makes me happy, but doing radio is meaningful and fulfilling. Like, do you understand the distinction yeah. there? Okay. Yeah, I I guess I get my fulfillment. Yeah, that's a good I'm glad you broke that down. I guess I get my fulfillment just from, I think, supporting my family. Okay. Like, I, I like doing that. And, you know, look, I mean, that's not the easiest thing to do. So, no. uh, and I took that for granted also with all the jobs that I've had. You know, it's that's it's not the easiest thing and nobody needs to congratulate you on it. But I, I feel good that I'm, a, I'm able to do that. You know, what makes me happy? Like, I really got into fucking sports cards, baseball cards, football cards, like, just opening up the packs, looking mm-hmm. at them, selling them, you know, looking up shit on YouTube, learning about cards, their value, and just like that really took. Now I spent a lot of money and you know got myself in a little debt by you know getting so much into the cards, but like it was finally I finally found a hobby that wasn't a fucking podcast. It wasn't any of this bullshit. Something that, different. Yeah, that why I was doing everything was like a podcast. If I want to do a podcast, I'm gonna do a podcast. I was like, I don't fucking want to do a podcast. Like I want to play with these cards. Mm-hmm. I want to post them on Instagram. I want to open up packs. I'm in some communities. Like you have your Taekwondo friends. Right. You know, I have my I have some card friends that you know around the internet and stuff like that. And that that shit makes me happy. Like that's, awesome. That it's it's and I know it's nerdy and all that, but it keeps my focus from you know questioning why we're on Earth. You know, twenty four seven. Do you do you often have like existential quandaries going on in your mind at any given moment? Can I feel you, like this is something that may bond us because I think about it a lot. Can you tell me? Can you give me an example of an existential quandary? Just like real- you said, just why am I here? Yeah. What what is this all about? Is it worth it? You know, I, and it's it's like, and I know you kind of like said this half jokingly about. You know, have you ever thought about killing yourself yesterday? You, you were talking about a story that happened in the past. and I was like, yeah, don't ever tell anybody that you've thought about right. it because they're going to give you the, the wrong medicine. Right, right. And and listen, I don't think that many of us have seriously considered that thought. But I'm sure it's like crossed our mind when we're being dramatic in any given moment. I suppose, you know, you're going through a breakup or you're just like you, you, you don't have any money and you're, you feel like you're always fucking struggling. You're on the verge of a nervous breakdown. You're like, I just can't. And maybe that thought has like crossed your mind, yes, yes. but you, but you <laughs> know, I mean, you know, it's not said. seriously considered because I feel like we're both kind of pussies in that way. Like, I'd be way <sighs> too scared to like fucking pull any triggers or anything like that. But I'm like, I feel like lately, I would say probably in the last year or so, I'm like, fuck, like I'm not old by any means because I'm sure most of the people listening are much older than the both of us. But I'm certainly not a spring chicken. I'm not getting any younger. And I'm like, fuck, like my days here truly are limited. And I feel like that's just kind of a function of age and wisdom kicking in. And I go, well, I want to make the best of it because I don't know how you feel about the afterlife, but I feel like it ain't it ain't there. So I'm really trying to live it up. right. I don't believe in fucking no reincarnation. I don't believe in no heaven, no hell, no purgatory, no nothing. I just feel like it's from ashes to ashes and you're fucking done. Um, so that I'm really core- trying to live it up right now, if you know what I mean. Well, that is a core belief of Judaism is that there is nothing after you die. I and thought they believe. I thought that the Jews believe in heaven, no hell. Though. No, no, not that I know. It's there's no there's there's no- certainly an afterlife. Not- there's certainly an afterlife. What? I not in any. There, I have not read anything about heaven at all in Judaism whatsoever. Uh, I feel like there's, but don't we say like God in heaven? Like, isn't it implied? I to be fair, like I am not Lummy. I'm not a biblical or Torah scholar, a yeah. rabbi of any sort 
So I don't really know, but I definitely know that there's life after fucking death. Okay, well, I'll, right? just, I'll just tell you from my experience, and my experience and I bit was bar mitzvah, and I was confirmed and, you know, go to temple and all that shit. Yeah. I I was unaware that uh, that, that, was, that was a thing, so. I'm pretty sure that, I feel like it's not really a, a center point in Judaism, because I, too, don't remember hearing a lot about, like, the gates of heaven, but I definitely remember like rabbis talking about heaven, not too extensively. Um, it's I not thought, like the Muslims where it's like, oh, you get the seventy-two virgins. Like they're real fucking specific about it. Yeah, but... I thought we just go. I thought we just go back to the earth for which we came, you know, and we just get we put back in the earth, and you know that's, that's the physical body though. Because I definitely know Jews believe in a fucking soul, right? I feel like every religion believes in an afterlife, except I don't know. Well, I'm not hung up on an afterlife. I kind of, I uh, kind of believe in the energy, and I don't think it, you know, mm. I don't believe energy ever dies. So just I believe that you're part of that, part of transformed that transformed or well, no, just converted part, part of the universe forever. I think yeah. is just is uh, everybody, everybody's energy that's ever existed. So I mean, I know it's twisted, and you know, it's like you know, but well, look, I don't know. You got to believe in something. Do so. you? Um, yeah, I think that'll drive you fucking crazy is yeah. if you don't have, I mean, look, here's the thing. I believe that there's a creator. Like, I believe that there's God. I believe, I'm not, I believe, okay. but I don't, I'm not saying there's a guy sitting up there making decisions. I think that God created this fucking thing and then went on to the next dimension and, you know, there's other earths. Zenu. Other, there, and, yeah, there's okay. other, there's other things going on right now, but I just think that life is too complex. There's too many things. There's too many miracles that are here for mm. it to have just been an accident. So that gives me a little hope. But then when you're watching the news, seeing that, you know, kids are getting blown up and that there's fucking wars and, you know, guys want to just go start shit just for the sake of starting shit, Putin, right. you know, that's the kind of stuff that depresses me because you see all these people dying and you go, is that it for them? Like, yeah. Like, I want there to be an afterlife for them because I go, this just, this can't be it. Like, a yeah. kid can't fucking die, and that's that's their only chance. Like, there's got to be something else. So those are the things that those are the things that fuck me up. Like, I'm good with like knowing kind of why we're here and all that, but then the, there's things throughout the day that you read that go that make you question all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and as somebody that doesn't believe in God, I know, I know, you're probably thinking I'm an asshole, but I'm just saying, like, why? Well, that's just not because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe for other reasons. For other stuff, yeah. But like, I'm saying, like, those are the only things that just reading the news day to day is what shakes my belief just in humanity. Do you ever avoid watching or reading news because it is mostly bad news? No, I I got really into the Ukraine war when it happened and then of course, you know, the Israeli Palestine stuff, you know, I'm locked in on and the tunnels and flooding them out and, (laughs) you know, like Alex Stein brought up the killing the, you know, the The four um, hostages. The hostages is, it's a bad look and yeah, I mean, it, it, it certainly it, wasn't on purpose. It's a obviously. complex thing, but I will say, I really want to go to fucking Israel one day. I really, really, really want to go, and I know that it's never going to be like everybody's cool and it's safe to go. But shit, I need, I need to be there one day. That's the one thing I feel like I need to do with my life is go there because I have heard mostly from Uber, Uber drivers taking me to the airport. Yeah, that it's uh, that you feel it, like you feel you feel a holy presence when you're over there. Yeah, and I'm I was born there and I've been back once. My dad goes back sometimes multiple times a year but last time he was there was in april last april and he has a he has a condo in natanya so my parents certainly have a connection to israel more so than they do have a connection to judaism per se okay but yeah there's definitely um a feeling of 
it's not, at least when I was there, and again, I was a child, but I think it's less so of, because most Jews are secular, right? There's only 15 million of us, and most Jews are not like... Hardcore. Right. Yeah. It's like, I'm Jewish, but like, I fucking do science. Or, you know, it's, it's like they're way more Jewish, like the guys that you'll find in New York, like walking, you know, the Hasidic yes. Jews with the hats and the long... It's rare. Like, that's, that's they're more Jewish than people in Israel. You yes, know, those absolutely. <laughs> most Jews in Israel are, are pretty secular, you know? I, even yeah. in the in the 70s and the 80s, my dad would stock up on pita bread so that he could make it wi- his way through Passover because they weren't selling any like fucking leavened bread. <laughs> so, and that's how kind of, and there, there's a lot of like BLTs going on. Like, a lot of Jews don't keep kosher. Like, they just don't care. And, and that's cool. But I think that the sense of like, you, this is where your homeland is in the sense of like historical significance, right? Like, this is where my people are from. And you fucking feel that. And you feel a, a connection to that place. And you know, and here's the thing. And I felt this when I, Moved to Australia, I connected with um, uh, a friend. My dad's South African, so he had a bunch of friends from South Africa that moved to Australia. I met one of them. All of them are Jewish. And then I I met one, and then I was introduced into the entire community. And what was so cool is, like, as soon as someone found out that you were Jewish— you're like you're invited to Shabbat dinners. You're invited to birthday parties. You're invited to what? Like the community, fucking like is there for you. Yes. And again, I'm not really involved in any Jewish community here, but even though over there they weren't super religious, but they're like they had each other's back. So I imagine that, that is kind of the feeling that you have in Israel. Is like listen. Forget about all the anti-Semitism and the, all the people around us that hate us. Like, we got your back, and we will do everything to fight. If you are an Israeli citizen, or even a Jew, but mostly an Israeli citizen, like, if you are in trouble, like, the military and the Mossad is going to come and fucking get you. You I know. was ready to, as soon as the conflict started again, I was ready to go over there and make the soldier sandwiches or something and just do, <laughs> yeah. do, do something to try to help out. I felt like yeah. I should go over there. It's, it, Anna, you know what it is? And this is, it's just, it's more of like, it's not. And I- My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month. When you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to feel that connection to a place, but it's also just when you talk about when you meet Jewish people. Like yeah. the last job that I had here when I worked at 620, Aaron Jacobson was one of the uh, one of the hosts, and he was Jewish, and like— you know, we got along great. We were good friends. Like we were into all the same Vibe. stuff. Yeah, and he and you know when I was getting ready to leave, he was like, you know, he's like, I don't have a lot of friends, you know, and so it was really good that we connected. And I was like, dude, I was like, it's because we're Jewish. I was like, that just mm-hmm. like breaks down some sort of wall, and then you just you give yourself to each other. I know, it fucking sounds stupid. No, but not it's just at like, all. It, it's just like, oh my, like you're Jewish, and it's not like you sit there and you talk about being Jewish or anything like that. It's like, oh, you're Jewish. Oh, you're Jewish. All right, just cool. an understanding. Yeah, there's an understanding. And like, even with you and I, maybe I don't want to admit it, but there are a lot of similarities. There are, yes. That are like clearly genetic. And I mean, just by looking at you and maybe not so much by looking at me, but I can I can tell that you're probably of the Ashkenazi breed of Jew, right? Oh, wow. Thank you. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that, well, I know that I'm- Yes, I, I got Anna. Yeah, I got I got roots in uh, fucking Lithuania and Belarus, so Do I'm pretty you? as Ashkenaz as it, as it goes. Interesting. But, um, yeah, there's just this understanding. There's just a certain like, it, it, there's no. just certain cr- cultural things that are even hard to like pinpoint. Even certain some of your like mannerisms. We're constantly trying to battle our neuroticism, which I've been fighting my entire fucking life, which is genetic, hereditary, but also probably, like, my parents are fucking neurotic, so it's a learned behavior as well. So there's really, like, no hope for you when you're born in a Jewish family. Like, you're going to be kind of crazy in some way. You just have to find the right medication. Not for everybody, but I I finally found it. Like, you mentioned yesterday about, you know, like, I was throwing up and stuff like that uh, back in the day. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't tell you the last time I threw up from anxiety. Like I just, I'm, I'm on. I finally found something that works for me, and it's, it's awesome. It's such Is it a, f- a combination of things. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a few things. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm on a couple different medications, but I, you know, like before I was on uh, Klonopin, I was on yeah. lithium, I was on shit that just was not working for me. Right. And I've gotten to like a, a much better place where like I don't freak out and all that. And that it's given me like just a, a better quality of life. And Good. when you're not, when you're not worried about your anxiety and all that shit, it helps you focus on other things. Even if it's something as stupid as your fucking sports cards, it gives you time to think about things that aren't going to, like, fuck your world up, you know? And so mm. that's kind of that's kind of where I like to be right now. So I always try to stay busy. Uh, I don't watch TV or anything like that, but, you know, I just try to I try to stay busy. I try to get my walks in and all that stuff. So Yes, nature is important. Yes, nature, sun, all that what stuff. About, so. like, you know, I, I'm a big advocate of working out, and not just for aesthetic reasons, but, you know, for, for mental health. Because I, I honestly believe if I didn't go to the gym or if I didn't fucking – move around or run around or bike around or wrestle around or whatever the fuck I do, I would be in the mental ward. Like, I am not okay upstairs. And it's somehow like a like a therapy. But um, have you tried working out for, for the mentals? Because yeah. it fucking helps a I, lot. No, I know. I, the best thing for me is is going swimming. I go swimming at yeah. this uh, the public pool in St. <laughs> Pete. And, like, that gives me, like, I get done with that and I feel high. 
You know, like yeah. I'll go and I'll get done swimming and I'll just be sitting in my car staring at my phone and I'll be like, oh shit, it's been a half an hour. I haven't moved because I'm all like, I'm just so feeling so good from that mm-hmm. workout. So, um, you know, I'm not going to make excuses. There was a tough, you know, last couple of months of the year where I was working like three or four different jobs. So right. I wasn't able to do that. Um, but yes, no, working out is very, very important. I try to at least get, you know, walks in outside if I'm not doing anything like heavy yes. cardio-esque. But the two things that I want to start doing, Anna, is I want to start going for a walk in the morning before each show. So it's like I want to wake up at four, go for like an hour walk in the neighborhood. Yeah. All right, come over here, and then I want to play basketball for a half hour after the show. And I kind of want to see if that will be enough, like, physical fitness to get me, you know, back on track. Because I just want to – you have – I feel – you're obviously tired of shit throughout the rest of the day. So Bubba's got the basketball hoop here. I enjoy walking. It gets my mind right. It gets me a little exercise. So that's something I want to start doing to try to, you know, get – lose some weight and become overall more healthy. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm all in favor of that. I think that would help. And I mean, I talk endlessly, much like you t- talk about sports and fucking Pokemon cards or whatever. Like, Fuck you. I'm sorry. I do have one Pokemon <laughs> card, though. <laughs> well, whatever you collect, like, you, I know you and Bubba kind of vibe on sports and, and Lemmy as well, which doesn't interest me in the least, but probably how you, f- when, when you guys talk about sports is when I start talking about, like, working out, nutrition and stuff like that. My, my new thing, Seth, is um, longevity. I am obsessed with everything that can not only lengthen my life, but also my my health span. So I don't want to just be 95 and shitting my pants, but technically I'm alive. It's like I want to be fucking, you know, driving around, running around, lifting groceries, doing fucking pull-ups in my garage when I'm 95. Like, that is my goal. This, like, that would be great. This is a horrible way to look at things. Oh, no, no, not you. No, oh. I'm saying the way I'm the way I'm pre- going to present something is a horrible way to look oh, okay. at things. Okay, you're prefacing something. Okay, go ahead. Because I was, you know, I was I was like you, you know, I was very like dedicated, you know, to working out and to eating healthy yeah. and all that stuff. You know, then I realized you see like Bruce Willis, you see like yeah. you see these things that all these that to happen to these people that all the you know, aphasia, the they, they took care of themselves and it's all these freak things and it's just so fucking depressing. And then you go, you know. I just want to be, I want to do what, what makes me happy in the moment. And I'm not saying throw your life away and don't be healthy or anything like that. But like, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, just a more of like a hedonistic approach to life. And listen, I understand the allure and I think everything in moderation, which includes like health and fitness. Like sometimes you just got to take some time off and just fuck around and eat donuts. Like I, I get that sometimes that's like the best thing you can do for your mental health. But I think that we often pay for ease a lot of the time. Like, it may seem easy not to work out or it may seem easy just to eat the the double cheeseburger or whatever. But we always pay for those things. Like, if you're, if, if you're eating like shit and you're not working out and you're like, well, fuck it. Like, we're all going to die. I'm just going to enjoy myself. It's like, okay, but now you feel like shit. Now you sleep like shit. Now you don't have any energy to enjoy the rest of your day. Like, you always pay for it. There's no free lunch, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just, there's just older people that I look at and I'm just like, uh, I don't know. It's a lot of just, I think it's just what happens. You know, I'm 41 now. So it's just a lot of, you know, things that you just start looking 42 at. 42 on February 1st. Yeah. No, you are, uh, yeah. you're very sharp. So, yeah. what do you know? Like thirty-seven? I'll be thirty-seven this year. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thirty-six and a half. You're right still now. good, man. You're still good. I don't think so. Oh, you're, I. You're. You got a couple more years left before you should start freaking out. 
Like um, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, like you got a couple good years left, Anna, before you really. And if this Taekwondo thing's working for you, then that's great. But you got a couple more years before you get that next. As I, as you know that we're similar, before you get that next wave of anxiety and why am I here and what am I doing with my life, which comes as you get closer to forty. Enjoy a couple of these years now where you try to get, you know, your head straight for that. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, having a child doesn't help with that either because then, you know, you're immediately forced to think about your own mortality and your child's mortality, and that probably is not very <sighs> I think about mine. Calming. I don't think about my child's mortality. I just think about not being here. For, yeah. Because it's just— I've talked to lots of parents. They say the same shit. Yeah, it's just—it's it's horrifying. It's like, fuck, what are you going to do without— You need me to guide you. What if I get hit by a— bus and you're right Seth there's a there's an element of like probability where you could be struck by lightning or you know you do all the sit-ups all the push-ups you eat all the fucking kale and spinach and then you walk outside and you get run over by you know by an asshole a drunk driver whatever the case may be I know that there's nothing is guaranteed but you know you're certainly in a better position if yes. you do if you if you take certain protocols when it comes to your like your health oh, your mental health God, your look, I have a, look I have a physical next week so it's not like mm-hmm. I've just you know thrown all you know ca- regard into the wind or caution or whatever they say I mean mm-hmm. I'm still trying to you know get myself healthy I obviously know that I have some weight to lose and that will help but you know it's just uh, I've you know it's just been a part of my life that uh, you you know, I got a little bit bigger and, you know, I had to focus on some other things. And, you know, yeah. now I'm now I'm back into, you know, wanting to make, you know, my health a priority. And, you know, if not just for me, you know, so I'm here for my daughter. Absolutely. And she doesn't need me at all. I just would be sad because she's always like, Dad, Dad, you know, Dad, I wasn't here, you know, just uh, that would I guess I wouldn't be sad because I wouldn't know. But by the way, I got a text from my wife. Yeah, she said because she had she converted. So she got oh, really, God bless her, yeah. Yeah, so she got the real she said there's nothing definite for the afterlife in Judaism. We believe it may be a warm and wet place, but that's it. Really? So fuck, man. But I thought like the whole Brukatara Nai shit is that God in heaven. Like I feel like there's not a lot of talk about heaven, but I feel like it's something that's at least stated. And I could be fucking wrong. I mean, again, I would be on a lostlet. I would be on zero antidepressants if I was raised in a religion where they go, this ain't it. We got one more life after this, guys. And guess what? It's going to be fucking glorious. You think I would need to pop Xanax on a daily basis? No way. Mm. I would be like, I'm so cool. Whatever happens here, I'm on to the next one. Why do you convert to Christianity? They're all, they're big on fucking heaven. They talk about it a lot. It's hard for, it's hard for me to get into Jesus. Okay. Why? Well, because I feel like he was, I feel like. a traitor a little bit. No, no, no. I just, I feel like he was a, I feel like he was a man. You know, I know that he's the son of God, and I know that he's the Messiah. Oh, like idolize, idolizing a, a human being. Right, right. I like know. he's a deity. Right. I'm not saying this is, like, I, I respect people that believe in it. I'm just saying. It doesn't sound like it. No, no, no. I Listen, I respect <laughs> all religions. I do, because I, I think it's. I don't. I, I won't name which ones I don't, but I certainly don't. I know you don't. And, and listen, just like people might be like, I can't get into Judaism because they don't believe in this. They don't believe in that. That is fine. I'm just saying for Jesus, and yeah. I understand Good dude, all that stuff. People wear a cross. I love it. I'm just saying, for me, you know, I, that's it's hard for me to get into. Hey, this was the son of God. Or this was the Messiah. Well, where's where's another person like that been for the rest of humanity? You know, right. it seems like God went quiet after a certain time. Well, that's why I said I felt like He created Earth and then He bounced, like and just yeah. left us all behind. You know, I have a very vivid memory being about six, and just I was just not fucking buying it. I was in Sunday school, you know. 
my dad was was teaching like uh, Israeli studies or Israeli history. At six, you don't believe it. My daughter's six. She believes in Santa Claus. I mean, yeah. come on, Anna. Uh, Santa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We got her with Santa. Yeah. We got her with the two, I get two it. Fairy. I remember Phoebe actually making a post where she was grieving like the loss of Christmas. <laughs> Sounds like you guys worked it back. Okay, in. geez, Louise. I got. Yeah. But... I remember that. She was just like, you know, I converted and it's great, but I really fucking miss Christmas. That was before man. we even had a kid. Yeah, I know it that... was from a long time ago, but I was like, God, like I didn't even get Christmas. But I would fucking never give up Christmas if I had a Christmas, you know. Now I've fully embraced it. I got a fucking Christmas tree in my house. We had inflatables. It was well. There great. you go. I mean, yeah. It's listen. I like I get it. it. Yeah. I like it. I but I I told my family I go because they were like, oh, can we get a Hanukkah bush next year? I go look at all of these assholes today driving around town with their dead ass Christmas trees in the back of their pickup truck, trying oh, like to find Lummy? yeah, trying to find some place <laughs> to fucking dump it on the side of the road. They're sweeping up pine needles from their house. Yeah. Their dogs eating all of that shit. I just go. It, it's all fun and games until you have to pick it up. So my family is putting the screws in me for a Christmas tree, but. I'm all for snowmen. I'm all for Olaf. I'm all for decorating your house with lights. I can't go full Christmas because I believe Christ is in Christmas, and I don't want to take the Christ out of it. I think too many people try to. It's his damn birthday! But it it fucking wasn't even his birthday. He was actually born during the harvest season. He was born like in October. Okay, but, you know, I mean, facts. I mean, you know, come on. You know how people are when they have a birthday in October. They they, they, they can't have their party until December. You know, know. maybe one of those deals. Yeah, perhaps. But I just remember being like six, and they're like trying to... They're really trying to push this, like, God was talking to Abraham, and God was talking to Isaac, and God was talking to Jake. I'm like, okay, but he he hasn't talked to anybody in a very long time. (laughs) I was very confused by this. I'm like, why'd he go mute? Why'd he fucking start ghosting people? I don't understand. They're like, well, and I remember the woman, because she was fucking, like, probably 21. Who knows? You know, to me, she was, like, she could have been anywhere. My my memory is, like, she could have been anywhere between 18 and 50. Like, she was just, like, an adult. And I remember, I'm like, hold on, I got a question here. So you're telling me he was talking to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Rebecca, Lot, this, all these stories. I'm like, he's, yeah, all these people. And I'm like, but now he doesn't talk to anybody? And if anyone says that they're talking to God, we think they're fucking crazy. And I remember she just fucking passed the buck, man. She's like, you're going to have to talk to Rabbi Frank about that. <laughs> You're going to have to talk she to Rabbi just, Frank get, about that. I'm like, fuck, man. That, man. Yeah, so I just remember being like, all right, I'll just continue coloring. I'm not going to just go up to the rabbi mid-service and be like, yo, I got some motherfucking questions for you. And then the, even if you did, they'd be like, oh, well, God works in mysterious ways. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? It means you don't know shit. That's what that means. That is, and that's where I get a lot of my stuff from is like, you know, when you talk about Jesus and all that, I'm like, and you talk about God was here on earth mixing it up with every fucking Joe Schmo that would go up to God like God would talk to anybody where's that been like yeah. give me give me one God meet and greet for 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. anywhere in the fucking world yeah. and just let me know and then we can write the story hey God talked to Pedro in Indonesia for 15 minutes and it, it was um, incredible like we'll write Bibles about it but give us something other than the miracle of life to let us know that you're here that you're here and that you're real and, and yeah there it seems to be the case that everyone anyone who claims that they in fact are a prophet or talking to god were like you're absolutely out of your fucking mind and you need to go to the cuckoo house 
So I just feel like it's a no a no win situation. It is, but yeah. Christianity seems real nice. Like I really like the whole uh, you know the salvation thing. It seems like you can always turn it around. It seems like that's that's the religion of choice. Once people get go into prison and or they're on death row, it well, seems we like can they really too. Incorporate... I mean, you could atone for your sins once a year with Judaism. You yeah, know? I don't know. Like you said, and and like your wife said, there's just not a lot of talk of like this glorious afterlife where Jesus is waiting for you at the gates of heaven, and that's all real nice and i i really wish i believed in that sense i really do but i just feel like i ain't buying shit and when your origin story is that god raped a 13 year old and impregnated her and some other guy had to raise your kid and that's the story of your fucking you know your your prophet to be then that just seems like i can't really buy that if that and it seems like and people celebrate that oh the fucking virgin mary i'm like okay so really she was wasn't she 13 when she gave birth i don't so we're celebrating god God is Epstein. God is Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, we didn't even get into the Epstein we stuff. We can segue today. right into it if okay, you'd like. Let's get, where, yeah, let's let's keep talking. Why not? Yes. Um, oh, I asked you. I said, where, I figured, you know, I said, hey, what do you want to talk about on the show today that got planned, you know, while we were both on the air? And I was like, you want to talk about Epstein? And you looked at me and you said, no. And I thought you were joking. And no, I was, I was serious. And I was like, really? And you're like, <laughs> oh, this is all bullshit stuff. And I was like, oh, I was like, all right, because I just started. Kind of, I don't want to say kind of getting into it, but I know people have been waiting for the names to be released, and yeah, I, apparently Bill Clinton was happen. on there and all that. But yeah, they gave us a name we already knew was on the fucking who? list. Who was it? What was the it documents? Bill that, yeah, Bill, they oh. said Bill Clinton was named fifty times on these documents that were dropped by Virginia Gouffre, the one that was, I guess. Uh, pawned off to Andrew, Prince Andrew, whatever, who raped her when she was like 17 and he was really sweaty at the club. And oh my goodness. Do you remember that interview? No. That was the, one of the greatest interviews that I've ever seen. It was like something on, the, I think it was the BBC. What a fucking moron decides to do it. He's interrogated for like an hour and a half and his defense was that it wasn't him because he has some, some condition where he can't sweat. So... You know, part of her testimony was like he was sweating on me. He's like, oh, well, I, actually, in fact, I'm incapable of sweating. <laughs> like that was his defense, and it's like, well, that's in, that's insane because you'd be dead yeah, if, you, yeah. if your body couldn't cool off when you got hot. Um, so uh, yeah, it's that that's the woman who is now dropping all these uh, soon to be re- uh, unredacted documents. <clears throat> but here's the thing: much like the JFK assassination shit, like all the documents they're supposed to drop in seventeen. There's no, there's nothing there. there we're not going to, you think that if there was some like, ooh, like Illuminati fucking Bohemian Grove shit that they would just tell you about it on the New York Post? Are you insane? Are you an R word? Like, we're not going to learn anything from this. So all this, like, whenever I see anything about like Ghislaine or Epstein, I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. Well, like, what is this, is this, like, <clears throat> do you think this is fact or is this just your strong opinion? Because you had people like... The story today was Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee yesterday, yeah. and he was talking about he can't wait for the list to come out, and he hopes Jimmy Kimmel's on yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, and he was clearly like, just joking because— uh, well, then, well, then Jimmy Kimmel goes, I'm going to pursue you. Yes, it, yes, it seems very litigious. Yes, it, but which, you know, I can understand if someone just says, hey, you're on the Epstein— fl-. There's not much you can do at this point. Like, how do you deny it? Mm. You know, there's really no way to deny that you weren't on the flight if somebody says that you were on there. So I know a lot of people were curious <laughs> to probably just see what Hollywood elites were on there— but here, can I ask? Here's my question for yeah. something I've been thinking about. Sure. Because it's it is intoxicating knowing rich people and you know they got all these toys and all this stuff for you. If they go, hey, 
I got this island, okay? Yeah. I own the whole fucking island. The whole island? I own the whole island. Oh, fuck yeah. Did he own the whole island? He did. The, I got the whole, whole island. St. James. Yeah, I got... Now, what I have here on this island is I got some I got some girls that I've trafficked, okay? I got some young <laughs> girls that I've trafficked, if you're into that. Now, and if I go, if I'm Bill Clinton, I'm like, all right, sir, I'm not really into that. What else is here? All right, well, you know what? I got an 18 and up section over here. I mm. got girls that are 20, 22. We'll bring them out, 24. doesn't matter. But here's a section of, of age girls just to show that every single person hopping on this plane isn't a total pedophile. Do you think anything like that existed or people were only going over there to get with the younger girls? Well, let me start with this. I don't know. I okay, great. There. Fucking Anna. Great, great. <clears throat> is this legality shit? Mm, I mean, well, I'm just letting you know. I mean, people like to claim all the time, oh, this is what happened. They don't fucking know. I don't know shit. I'm saying that right now. I get that in, in chat a lot. Anna doesn't know shit. Well, you actually are factually correct. I don't. But I, that doesn't mean I, that, that's not for um, me not trying. I'm, I'm putting my, my A-plus effort into everything that I do research. But at the end of the day, I don't know what the fuck is real and what's not. As far as Epstein goes... I think it's a combination of all of it. I think a lot of people were like, hey, check out this 18-year-old. Meanwhile, it was really a 14-year-old. Then they're filmed having sex with said 18-year-old. Well, turns out she's really 14. And actually, we need a few favors from you, buddy. Oh, really? Well, I don't want to do them. Oh, really? Well, guess what? Here's you fucking Tina, and Tina is 14 and a half born in 92 what you gonna do about that oh yeah anything you want buddy so i think there was a lot of that going on like maybe they didn't know a lot of these girls were underage from the whole from the whole all right so anna because i don't understand i don't understand rich people so from the from the jump epstein wanted this island not because he was rich and he could buy an island which would just be kick ass but he wanted to blackmail the elites of the world um, or do you think it just I, turned he into did that? that? He did that in New York. I mean, he had like a, a giant townhouse in New York worth millions of dollars that was just rigged full of cameras. He had a and ranch in, too, in right? New Mexico. Yeah, that painting. Oh, I loved that painting with uh, Bill Clinton in the blue dress yeah. on the chair. Yeah. Oh, that was he great. He had some weird stuff in his house. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Like videos of people fucking kids. Yes. Which, by the way, I don't... Yes, I think they're... It's like, how do you define a pedophile? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there again. I'm, I'm sure I can't really see your face, and you're a little bit on a delay. But oh, me? listen, there's, a, <laughs> I think that there's a difference categorically between someone who is sexually interested in fucking a 17 year old and someone who is interested in fucking a toddler. Sure, like there's a difference sure, there. Yes, one's gonna be 18 soon. One is about to be 18 months. Like, there's just a difference there. There is. A massive difference, on right? It. You are. I mean, you're not. So you can't call someone who wants to fuck a 17 year old a pedophile. Well, I feel like that's categorically. You could say they're a minor. Maybe you're a. But I what are you? I mean, what? What? I mean, what's whatever the, is someone wh- who's uh, attracted to adolescents? Say, I don't know, but I just, I there is a term for it. Well, I, I can't mean, remember what it is. I, I think that. I mean, <clears throat> I think that it's just a blanket, you know, pedophile. And I think you can break up pedophilia with certain categories, but sure. I think that. If you have, you know, I think it's, I think when you have sex with an underage girl, I think that's being a pedophile. No? I mean, maybe by the law, but yes. I don't think that, well, it's like fucking a minor. Because, you know, even the law just, uh, discriminates between like 
uh, a person under 12, right? Like, that's a more egregious crime sure. than someone who's like 16 and a half, yes. say. Yes. Right? Like, it gets worse the younger it goes. We just don't know anything about how the, you know, the women clearly were not free, you know, over at Epstein Island. And, you know. Well, I mean, again, from the resources that I had, I don't know how truthful they were. It seemed like he was pulling a lot from, like, let's say West Palm Beach, which isn't the best area. And he'd have, he wouldn't go in there and recruit the girls. He'd have Ghislaine go in there. And I heard, um, Ivana Trump actually was in on the deal. No. I, I've heard a lot, uh, not Ivanka, but her mother, Ivana. Oh, oh, the hot, not the hot one. <clears throat> no, the hot one's dead mother. Okay. Uh, again, the hot one's married to Jared Kushner, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So Kushner. Everybody, exactly. so every, whenever I go somewhere, like, and by that I mean like a hotel yeah. or the weed store, they're like, you related to Jared Kushner? And I'm like, I surely am fucking not, or I would not oh, be dressed man. like a peasant in front of you guys. <laughs> I was like, I surely would hope that I would have some money if I was related right. to him at and this you'd point. And be going to Israel all the fucking time. Oh, yeah, Connecting that's true. with your people. That's true. That would be um, wonderful. I but, need that. But yeah, so Ghislaine, I've, again, this is from my sources. I did a pretty deep dive about four years ago when all this was hot. Um, that Ivana Trump, Ghislaine Maxwell... Uh, and and other girls that they had previously recruited would recruit more girls at like the local um, just, middle school, high school. Just oh my god, offering it, opportunity in terms of like, hey, like, do you want to make a little extra money, or like, you're really pretty, do you want to model, like shit like that. What's Ghislaine waiting for? Like, why doesn't she just tell the truth at this point? It's because she doesn't want to end they up dead. Probably kill her jail. family. I, I don't know. Okay, I, I don't know. Like her 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 family's big in intelligence and they're big in tech. So I don't know. They're all probably very well connected. Uh, it it seems, you know, it would be really interesting if the family business was Intel. Like, that would be really cool for me. I almost actually got the opportunity for that because my father, I didn't know this until about four or five years ago, was actually tapped to be in the Mossad. My dad, yeah, my dad was in Israel for like 14 years. He moved there from South Africa and he lived in Israel for um, probably a decade and a half. And because he was um, not American, he was South African. He didn't have an Israeli accent when he spoke English. And he spoke English perfectly because his first language was English. And he spoke Hebrew, blah, blah, blah. He married an American woman, my mother. So um, when right before they had me, my dad was tapped to be in the Mossad. And they're like, we want you to go to Europe. I think it was Germany. And what was the the word that they used? They're like, we need you to, oh, we need you to help us eliminate. Oh, yeah. Like the word was eliminate. That was the verb. Eliminate some some. I mean, they're threats. still using it because they want to eliminate Hamas. So eliminate yes. is the big word over there. Yeah, but this wasn't just like, they were, this was like more of a, what's the like word? Like a coup? Like surgical. No, no, no. Like oh, okay. they wanted to find specific people that were involved with Either a terrorist attacks or preventing terrorist attacks okay. or whatever. Just a job where your dad's life would be in heavy danger, right? right? Yeah. yeah, and I, I think they were they were just about to get married or maybe just about to have me or something, and my dad was like, you know what? Because they were like, this guy's perfect. He's Jewish. He looks like he could be anything from, like, my dad could be fucking maybe Colombian or Spanish or who the fuck knows? Iranian, maybe Greek, Italian. So my dad is like the face of many nations, kind of like myself. And so, and he spoke, he didn't have an Israeli accent. So they thought that he would be a good choice for being in the Mossad, but he declined because he's like, yo, I'm trying to have this kid. 
And I, I, I just don't think that that's, that would be great for the family to like move everybody and try to be Kellen Terrace. I wonder if he made a mistake. I think he did. Yeah. I'm like, Dad, you could have fucking known Epstein. That would have been so cool. <laughs> you would have been invited to the coolest parties on the coolest yachts. You could have been a fucking oligarch and you fucked it up. The thing, I just, it, when you just think about, and I haven't thought about the Epstein Island thing in yeah. years because I've just had, you know, so many other things going on. But now that my life is kind of freed up a little bit, I, I've just dug into it and I just am wondering if just anything legal happened on that island. Like, that's all. I'm just hoping that there was at least something legal that happened there. I I'm, mean, I, I don't doubt that there there was. I mean, he, he probably would, like, read the room. You know, maybe if he brought the academics, he's like, all right, maybe these people aren't freaks. Let me just kind of wine and dine them and give them some money. Because that's what they did. He funneled a lot of this money into, like, Harvard Medical and Yale Law and all that sort of stuff so that he could get his name on a library or whatever and so that he could say that he was a philanthropist but really he was it was fucking money laundering or just using it as like a shell company to show like hey you know maybe he really was giving money like hey i'm, I'm giving all this money but it was fucking dirty money oh yeah definitely dirty. you got it was yeah, dirty yeah, money yeah. so god man there's just it's <clears> just <throat> the this is hard to quantify the the horniness of Men, yeah, with young girls, yeah, is just biological. Oh, it it is, but we you have you have to fight it to be an upstanding citizen in our society. That's the thing when you're fucking above the law, dude. Like everyone likes to think that justice and and is served and law is real, and it's fucking not, man. It's not. It's obviously not. If you know the right people, and listen, I'm not going to talk about the Bubba thing again, but like you know the right people. That's on a low level, by the way. You know, you look at the Bidens. I know I know this is Dan really has a, a bone to pick with this. But if you're a Biden, you just don't get in trouble. If you're a Bush, you just don't get in trouble. If you're Clinton, you just don't get in trouble. Why is that? Because you're connected, man. You're not the only one that was able to do all this nefarious stuff by yourself. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of bodies. There's a lot of people that had to fucking die. So certain secrets couldn't get out. And when I think about that, it doesn't make me sad. It makes me glad. <laughs> Because I, it's just, it's what I've always known, and then when it comes out, I'm just like, yeah, man. What? Much like the validation you're searching for, it's the validation I'm searching for when I'm like, yeah, some people are above the fucking law. And when you need them to shut their fucking mouth, they get whacked, like Epstein. And it was the most beautiful thing when the government was like, look, look what happened. This guy killed himself. No one believed it. No one. Oh, the cameras failed. Oh, the security guard happened to fall asleep. Oh, this happened. Yeah. Everything that went wrong went wrong. And mysteriously, there's no documentation of anything happening. The guy was clearly fucking whacked because if he started talking, he would bring down a house of cards and society would crumble and the fabric of everything that we know would completely erupt. So oh. it just couldn't happen. And he had to die. And I like that. Are we? 
we ever going to get any sort of information on this as far as names, as far as no. what the hell error, or what it happens will be dead and nobody will care anymore? They will repackage shit you already know and feed it back to you. And so you can be like, ooh, look at their really divulging secrets. No, they're not. They're like, oh, wow, Bill Clinton, which is a name that we've already heard, was uh, involved with Epstein, was going to the island 26 times on the Lolita Express. Mm. And they're like, guess what? Guess whose name was on the fucking, on all the documents? <gasps> Bill Clinton. Oh, my God. National news. And I just go, all right, what are they trying to bury? Like, what other story is coming out right now? What shit is going on right now that they do not want us to focus on? Well, people are waiting for this fucking list. I mean, when Aaron Rodgers did his interview yesterday, he said he was going to pop a bottle when the list came out. And he was hoping Jimmy Kimmel was on it. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you right now, there ain't no list. And if there is a list, it's going to be a bunch of people that are already fucking dead. Like, it's just not going to. They can't. It just can't happen, Seth. just gonna throw a bunch it of dead. Ce- they're gonna just throw a bunch of dead celebrities what are you on gonna there. Gonna say Obama was there, like, uh, like everything just completely unravels. Because guess what? If one person is going down, you think they're just gonna go uh, go ahead and just take all the heat and be like, "I'll take one for the team." No, they would bring everyone down with them, and they can't release any of this information. You want to know why? Because the government already knew. The FBI knew about Epstein for fucking years. Why do you think he got that fucking sweetheart deal when he was in Florida, spending like I don't know eight to five in prison and then the rest of the time he was out fucking minors wow yeah i mean this is this sort of shit happens all the time and it just makes me feel comfortable because it's like yeah dude it's all about who you know and that's fine and we you we love that when it benefits us when it's like oh i know somebody who can get you this job like with you you got me this job thank you so much really appreciate it did i apply for this job no i knew a guy and that's exactly what happens at the highest levels. Oh, why'd you get out of prison? I fucking knew a guy. Great. Awesome. That's how shit should work. It shouldn't all be by the book. Fuck the book. I like the fact that you can cut the line. That makes me feel comfortable because then it gives me hope that maybe one day I can cut the line. Boy, I don't even know why the fuck I'm here. You could have done this whole show on your own. I, I do it every pa- Friday. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why you said you didn't want to talk about Epstein when you went deep, yeah. deep into your Epstein yeah. bag that everybody's dead. And uh, I don't know how much longer you want to go, but I I feel like we've talked. You're de sweatshirting. Yes, yes. I feel like we've talked I'm about it all. Sweating right now. I'm yeah, well, you, it was a it was a hell of a rant there. Thank you. And you know what? That's okay. We can. Oh, no one's the gonna button sh- worked. No one's gonna show up dead. Yeah, so all this, yeah, no, we're good, we're good, you know, but just know that all this, like, list that's about to drop, there ain't gonna be shit. Not even one juicy name? Nah, man, they're gonna just repurpose shit that, that you already know. What about like Prince or just like somebody that we maybe, can't? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Michael Jackson or yeah, some bullshit. Okay, that would make the most sense. If it was MJ, well, if but, they're, yeah, their monkeys there. Yeah. So R. Kelly. Yeah, you can throw him under the bus. Okay, you know that's fine. You can you can do a sacrificial lamb. But um, but that's all that we got for you today. Uh, thank you so much. This was a, this was really fun. Oh, good. I'm I glad. had a lot of fun actually. Hey, that's why I'm on the show now. I bring the fun to the table. You do. You certainly do. I'm glad we've reconnected. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry I didn't take any fucking calls. I didn't feel like it. We were Fuck on a roll. You, We're on a roll. We're on a roll. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs>